Can I ask Nate a question first? Real background? <laughs> we talk about it every Carla, day. we just met. You can't just ask a stranger on the internet <laughs> if his background is real. Like, at least buy me is. dinner first. At least yes. you didn't ask if you have pants on. That has also been asked. I am wearing sweats right now, and I'm cold, and I did not want to put on real pants today. And no, my background is not real. It looks really good. Just don't move. That's why I created uh, a software product. Can I share the software product? Yeah, we need you to. If it's got a solution for this problem, Carla, don't don't be teasing me. Like, clean up, my, clean up our back ends, Carla. Yeah, don't be like my prom date, okay? Like, don't just tease. Deliver. Follow through, Carla. Come on, I'm ready. It's a family show. Right, family show day. Oh my I God. was talking about dancing. What are you guys talking <laughs> oh about? God. Prom. You dance at prom. What do you guys do at prom? Oh, <laughs> Welcome to the messy back end of entrepreneurship. This is Mark Deal of Podcast Editor Academy and Podcast Guest Academy. We all know that the back end is where most businesses fail. This is the podcast about cleaning up the messy back end so you can save time, make money, and succeed. I felt it myself due to people, processes, and platforms. And now here are your hosts, Sheila J. Logan and Nate Tucker. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you all so much. We have a wonderful show for you today. It can be a heart-wrenching thing to see your very own content being shared by others as if they created it themselves. It has happened to so many content providers, especially in the online world. This is a struggle and our expert shares her strategies to prevent this thing from happening. Robin Sharma once said, you know you're winning when you see you're being copied. On our expert segment today, we're gonna to be speaking with the brilliant Carla White. After getting an MBA working at the Pentagon and learning how to speak multiple languages, Carla found herself living out of her car and eating leftovers off people's plates. She went from having $47 in her pocket to flying first class around the world through power rituals. Carla became the first woman to launch an iPhone app and now hero.fm. She's helped countless people transform their lives via their apps, public speaking, newsletters, seminars, and books. Her number one bestseller app, Gratitude, has been downloaded by thousands, featured on Oprah, NBC, New York Times, and countless other publications, and continues to grow in popularity around the globe. Due to popular demand, she launched a podcast called Radical Shift, aligning neuroscience with ancient wisdom in a way that has never been done before. She is truly amazing. And you'll hear real questions and stories from real entrepreneurs with real messy backends. As an added bonus for the messy backend exposed, our expert Carla will not only share her experience, expertise, and the tools she suggests to get your backend cleaned up, but she will also expose how she plans to disrupt the world of education. And if you're an entrepreneur with a messy backend and you would like to submit your story or question for our experts, Give us a call at 801-810-6726 or visit us at themessybackend.com. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of The Messy Backend, brought to you by our digital marketing agency, Lock and Load Marketing, where if it tires you out, you can hire it out. 
We're fast approaching episode 100, so we wanted to take a minute and stop and thank you for being such great listeners. Seriously, we can't do this without you. Thank you so much for listening and supporting us these last two years. We've loved sharing our expert guests, our stories, our experiences, our embarrassing, messy backend bloopers with you. We've just loved everything about this podcast. And if you love the show as much as we do, we want to hear from you. Leave a review on your favorite podcast platform or email us at hello at themessybackend.com. Who knows? Soon we may just have cool branded swag to give out to our top fans. That's going to be super cool. And don't forget to subscribe to your favorite podcast platform. You can find all of those links at themessybackend.com slash subscribe. So never miss an episode because they're pretty fun. Then check us out on Facebook and YouTube for video episodes. Now on to our expert, Carla White, for her expert advice. Don't mess your seat, folks. Here we go. Today, we have a messy back-end question submitted by one of our listeners. I was scrolling through a Facebook group one day and saw a video of a person showing my slides during a training. I clicked on the sound and found that even though my logo was on the slides, she was presenting it as her own content. Is there anything I can do? And how can I prevent this from happening in the future? You know you arrived when people are copying your content, right? Uh, you yes. know that you're making an impact. So first off, accept that as a compliment. But that doesn't mean that it has to happen. So there are a number of legal ways, and I'm not a lawyer, but there are a number of steps that you can take uh, to to take down any plagiarized information, which I'll get into. And also if you have certain content, I'm gonna share a product that I created because I was dealing with the same thing, people stealing my stuff. So there, if you see a website or videos or content that is just like yours, especially if it still has your logo on it, you can go to DCMA Google DCMA takedown, DCMA takedown, okay? This is a, a independent organization. I think it has some governmental, it's funded by the government or something like that, but they are independent and you submit your information. They will have a, an agent who looks into your content. You have to provide proof that it's your content. And then you also have to provide the plagiarized content. And when you show it to them, they will review it and look at it. And if it is um, stepping on the toes or copied in any way, shape or form, even if it's overseas, you can, they will uh, take down the site or the information. So if it's on a website, they'll pull that website, I believe. Now, again, I'm going to reiterate, I'm not a lawyer. And um, uh, you look at the website to, to uh, find out exactly who it is and how they do it. I have had to submit sites that have copied my site to them. And it takes a while, because that site is still out there for a couple of weeks as they do their research. But if you can prove it, they will take that site down. So uh, that's the DCMA takedown. The other thing is if you have 
any sort of designs, um, content that you created. I know this woman, she put her logo on the, the content. Make sure you also put on copyright by with the year and your company. Make sure that is on everything every design you make, every mock-up you make, everything you share, put that out there. That stamps it as yours. So I have a question for you. I know that, you know, on my website, you know, we all have that at the bottom uh, where it says copyright. Does that have to update every year? So now I got to go to all my websites and change it to 2021. Or I have seen people say just copyrighted. And then they have something that says like, I started in 2011. So it'd be like 2011 through whatever. Do you have to go update that every single year? I'm not sure. That's outside of my knowledge. Um, I just have copyright by my company. And when somebody copies something, so I have certain uh, software code, I have software designs that I've submitted to the copyright office through a lawyer, and I have a copyright number on those. And there are still people that go out and they copy that software almost pixel by pixel. And if they're outside of the US, it's hard. But if they're in the US, uh, then what you do is you submit a cease and desist and uh, you request that they, you just let them know, look, we know what you did, you can't do this. And they can still keep it up. So then the next step would be to uh, file a complaint with the legal office. And then it it goes into uh, jurisdictions and Uh, law, all sorts of craziness, and it can take years. And the only people that come out ahead in those situations are the lawyers. I think what what we need to do, and for our listeners, is we will get someone on the show who actually is a lawyer who can talk to us about this, you know, the trademark and the copyright laws, especially now that the majority of the world is getting online. It's, It's super important that you're covering your bases because this has happened to me. I've had my content stolen and I did take it as a compliment at first. And then I was like, but dang it, like now she's getting paid and I'm not. And I've seen it has destroyed businesses. Um, You know, some that have had it stolen and some who have done the stealing it's destroyed, destroys reputations. It's just not worth it. I don't think. Yeah. So I have a lot of uh, mentors and people that I've worked with who create courses and challenges and um, coaching programs. And they'll have them out there on video format in behind um, a login wall and the login details get shared. They haven't paid for the content they're accessing. So they're stealing that content. And many people are downloading it and then reselling it on another platform. And it happens across the board. Like it's happened with me. If you have a successful program, just expect for it to get stolen. And that's why I created uh, a software product. Can I share the software product? Yeah, we need you to. If it's got a solution for this problem, Carla, don't don't be teasing me. Like, clean, up, my, clean up our back ends, Carla. Yeah, don't be like my prom date, okay? Like, <laughs> don't just tease, deliver, follow through, Carla. Come on, I'm ready. It's a family show. Family show day. Oh my I was talking about dancing. What are you guys talking <laughs> oh about? God. Prom, you dance at prom prom what do you guys do at prom (laughs) so okay it's a few problems that I wanted to eradicate with just the education market one is this piracy problem it's 
terrible because the people who are creating the content, if they aren't getting paid for it, they can't create the content, they can't create the impact, right? It's good that they get paid for the impact that they're making. So I've created this platform called Hero FM, H-I-R-O dot FM, and you upload your audios, your videos, and it creates a private piracy-proof podcast. So then people buy the program, they get their own install of your audio, they install it right into a podcast app so they don't have to download new software, they don't have to log into a member site, and they can listen and learn just like any other podcast. But they can't share it either because once it's installed, that link is can't be installed again by somebody else. So if there's no login, they can't share the link, they can't share your, your product. Now, they could hold their phone up to a microphone and record it, right? But it's still going to be poor quality. It's not going to be distributed in the right format. It's going to be terrible. So it doesn't eradicate it 100%, but it will. We're, we're working on that in the future, and it's going to be really awesome. Um, the other problem that it helps is when you're an educator or somebody who needs some skills, like we've all been through such upheavals this year to learn how to do this and that and the other with to maintain my job or grow my business or, you know, like go from a bricks and mortar to online. And there's all these new skills we had to learn. We're all busy too, because I don't know, I got kids at home. I was like tutoring and running a business and all these things and having little meltdowns and arguments before the sun even came up. And we don't have time to log into a website and watch videos of how to change my bricks and mortar into uh, online business or anything like that. So that's the other thing that it does is it allows you to multitask and learn at the same time. I mean, why is, are people listening to this podcast? Because they can be driving or running or all these other things. So um, also fun fact, you retain more information when you're in an active state than if you're in a passive state. So if you're just like out and about moving around learning, you will retain more information. So to clarify, I, I just want to ask a little clarifying question on your, your software hero then. It's essentially, like you said, there isn't like a membership platform that they, it's, it's not like, okay, you need to go listen to these podcasts, sign into my Kajabi account or sign into right. Memberium or all these things that I've, I've got years of experience building out these backends of membership sites. It's, it's a sales page, right? They, they purchased whatever it is that they're doing, just like any of those other sales pages, and it automatically downloads it into the podcast app of their choice, correct? So Spotify yeah. or Apple's yeah. podcast, or I don't know any right. of the other ones. I don't listen to podcasts. Yeah, yeah. So. I think it's Pocket Cast and a few others. Yeah. 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 You can use whatever sales page you want. So you can use your WordPress site. You can use ClickFunnels, all the different page builders. Right. Fusion soft or whatever. Yeah. However, you can use a PayPal page, even. Right. Okay. As you collect the 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 listener details, however you want, and you don't have to charge for it either. Like this could be free lead magnet sort of thing. It could be a bump. I don't know if I'm getting into marketing terms that your listeners may not understand, but a bump is like when you buy you know them. They better because we've talked about things like that. All so right. guys, so, listen to other podcasts if you don't understand what Carly's talking about or yeah. just DM me. 
<laughs> right. DM me. So it can be a bump, a one-time offer. It can be, you know, built into your mm-hmm. funnel ladder. You can sell it after the fact. So you can sell them the course and, Hey, you having problems getting through the course. I've got an audio version. I'll give it to you for half off. Right. right. So there's all sorts of ways. And then I leave that up to you because you're the creator, you're the entrepreneur. So it's whatever platform you use seamlessly integrates with hero add the listener in and they'll get an email or a text message, depending on how you set it up um, with a button that says, all right, what platform do you want to install this in? Do you want to install it in Apple, Pocket Cast? And then the listener picks which one and you can set it up. So they get all the episodes at once. So the whole training at once, or it can get dripped out. So they get the first episode, then the second training, and then the third. Um, you can have it expire, so you can create that urgency. This is really good for challenges. Like you got three days to get through this content, and then it's going to be gone. It's like a podcast platform, but it's set up for learning. And we're taking it to some really cool places in 2021. I wish I could share all that. Yeah, it's really cool. So did you say when, when you share this with them, you can do this on video or audio, right? Oh yeah. Good question. So you can upload your audios and videos. So if you don't, if your course is video only right now, you can upload all those videos and Hero will pull the audio and create the MP3s out of those videos. So you don't have to sit there with another tool pulling that. That just happens in the back end. Okay, so that's ju- it's just an audio delivery platform, but you can upload your videos and they'll be converted to audio. Okay. Right, right. Okay, so if you had downloads that you wanted to go with those, like say a printable or something like that, that's not something that, that so far can be protected within your platform. No, the, the way you could do that is through the description text with each episode. You could have a hyperlink that would go to your web page. Um, and the only people getting that description are the people who paid. Gotcha. But once they open up that web page, that could be shared out, right? It sounds pretty fantastic and very customizable too, depending on, like you said, how you want to deliver your content, what you want to charge for your content and everything. And I'm, I'm going to be skeptical here and I'm going to put on my skeptic hat and I, I want you to throw it off of me, Carla, but I've dealt with a lot of customization of softwares and softwares that are very powerful. And for a lot of us content creators, we're not programmers. We're not, mm. we don't understand programming language and, you know, oh, you have to go in and you, you have to be a rocket scientist to figure out some of these softwares. Tell me how complicated is it to, to do those type of things? It sounds like with the fact that you've already realized that a lot of people might not know how to strip audio from video. So you guys just take care of that. Do you take care of just everything? Do you just make my life so much easier, Carla? Like, tell me what's going yeah. on. Yeah, No matter where the platform goes, I'm going to own this little snippet here. And it is, you can create your audio product in two minutes or less no technical knowledge required. That is always going to be in our vision because one, you're busy. Two, you don't want to hire on another VA or pass it on to like, you don't need that. And some of our clients have like 80 different training programs. 
and they don't have the time to upload 80 audios and then type out the title and type out the description of like hundreds of episodes. They don't have the time for that. So you can bulk upload everything. You, if you already have everything in a spreadsheet, all the titles and descriptions and files and everything, just upload the spreadsheet. We'll build out your podcast in the back end. You got all your listeners already in a database. Upload those as well. Upload their email addresses, their phone numbers. Boom, 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 boom. You want to start sending them access? Push this button. Boom. You, they got access and they all get an email. And then you get to see, hey, did they install that podcast? Which episodes did they listen to? How much are they listening to? So you've got all of the, the backend tracking as well. So you can look at all the analytics, how long they're listening for, if they've, you know, which ones they've downloaded, which ones they've started. Which, that is fantastic. Yeah. Like, That's super helpful information yeah. because then if you're like, hey, all of these are getting listened to all the way through, but this one's getting listened to till minute three, time to change that video because it's not working, mm-hmm. right? So that's yes. great. So you can oh do my gosh. You... and you can track. I'm, I'm loving this more and more with every little thing you're adding. Can I share something super powerful that we're adding in? Yes. Okay, so secret. now imagine, imagine that you would know how your student or your client is responding to your teachings, not through buttons, not through give me a five-star rating, but just through natural conversation, reactions, uh, voice tones, all of that. Imagine getting that sort of feedback so you know at what point they're starting to dip, drop off, fading out, you can improve that module. You can change it up. Imagine having that level of feedback. Also imagine understanding like where they were listening, who's in the room, who else, like were their dogs, were their kids, were their interruptions, things like that. Getting that level of feedback on your, your uh, user as well. So there's a lot of, um, let's just say artificial intelligence that we can build in. So then the... The course creator can use that to improve their product and the listener can use that to get more out of each course. That sounds fantastic. Also sounds kind of creepy and big brother-esque and I love <laughs> it, Carla. I want that. That's yes, absolutely. I want it. It would all come with a long T's and C's. <laughs> yes, absolutely. All of those ones that we don't read and we accept. And the next thing we know, we're involved in some human experiment over in Siberia uh, and we don't know what's going on. So yeah, that's, that's what happens with all of those. Small little <laughs> anecdote. Years ago, I was working for a, a software company actually. Uh, called Apple. You've probably heard of them. They're kind of small, but you know, Um, I was working for them. And at the time, South Park made a parody episode about accepting terms and conditions to iTunes. Um, And they got involved in a human experiment called the human centipad. Um, I'm not going to go any further into that because this is a family show. But any of you who watch South Park, you'll know the episode I'm talking about. So it got me thinking, who has actually read all of the terms and conditions. And so on my lunch breaks and on my breaks at work, or if it was slow on the floor, I started reading through the terms and conditions of iTunes. And 
my favorite paragraph or condition, I guess you should say, is that you are not allowed to use the iOS operating system to send any missiles, bombs, explosives, nuclear devices, or other incendiary devices to destroy government buildings um, or political uh, things. So which means you can launch off missiles, rockets, bombs, explosives, other things, as long as it's not for an act of terrorism or against a political leader or anything. So I can blow up a house as long as I have the right permits using an iPhone. And it won't be violating the terms and conditions. And okay, that was the so, only interesting thing out of all of that. So make sure to include one, that in your you terms read and conditions. You read that? You read the yeah. whole thing? It was, it was only about 80 that. pages. Somebody <laughs> wrote that. Yes. I don't know what is, what is scarier. I think it goes back to what you said at the very beginning. Um, the lawyers are always the ones that are winning. Because somebody took, it took me probably like a good I'm just like calculating hours probably about an hour and a half to read the entire thing which means that it took probably a year and a half for a team of lawyers to write that whole thing so I definitely did not uh, win financially out of that (laughs) (laughs) but yes I would never recommend reading the terms and conditions on anything it was very boring Uh, people do though that one part People email me all the time about my terms and conditions, asking me about a sentence or what do I mean by this or what's the actual product you're using. So yeah, I get it. people read them. That's fantastic. I love that. Yeah. That's, funny. That's funny. But I don't think mine are as long as apples. I hope not. I don't, I, nobody should be as long as apples. No. If your terms and conditions, that's a messy back end. If your yeah. terms and conditions are as long as apples, and you are not a multi-billion dollar company, um, messy back end right there. Clean yeah. that up. <laughs> That's so yep. So Carla, this information about Hero is absolutely brilliant and I love it. And I love that you've built it because for those of us who have had content stolen and those of us like Nate, who's getting ready to start his own content for 2021, I'm hoping. He keeps talking about it. Um, this would be a good platform to him to kind of think about because he's been thinking about doing courses. Um, and I know a lot of our listeners are too. I also know that you have some other things that you're doing. You have your own podcast and some other things. So why don't you tell us more about you and the other things that people can learn about you because they need to check out Hero as well. But um, tell us a little bit more. Yeah, let me give you some of the backstories. Fun fact, when you talk about Apple, I'm the first woman to launch an iPhone app. So that's telling you how long ago I've been in this business of making software. In fact, I go way back to Microsoft when Microsoft was a cool company. So, um, (laughs) burn, burn on Microsoft. I love that. (laughs) Sorry, continue. So, uh, uh, um, I created this app. It's called Gratitude Journal. Uh, when I created the app, I had to explain what an app was. I had to explain what a gratitude journal was. Now everybody knows what an app is. Most everybody knows what a gratitude journal is. It's still on the app store. It was just me, um, no team, none of that. Yeah, just one person, no funding. And it did really good. I went into writing a book called Idea to iPhone, which is a non-technical guide to creating software really. I had my own app agency and then I also started to create courses and content for those who got my app because I had hundreds 
of thousands of email addresses, probably well over a hundred thousand email addresses. And I was being told that you should make a buck an email. And I wasn't, I mean, like I was spending close to a mortgage just on MailChimp alone <laughs> to store those email addresses. Yeah. And so I looked into, you know, lead magnets, funnels, all this. In fact, one woman, she got my book idea to iPhone and she said, this would be a really good lead magnet for a funnel. And I said, okay, great. What's a lead magnet and what's a funnel? And so mm, right. I ended up getting into that world and created some challenges for people who got my app and, and some courses and whatnot. And it was going, like I said, going really well. Uh, they were doing, I mean, I would take the, the courses and I would rip them and put the audios on private, on podcasting platforms. I wouldn't list the podcast and it would give me a URL that I could give to the customers. It was a pain, but it helped with their completion rates, which was huge. And um, then when COVID hit, I just couldn't keep up that inner circle. So that's when I created Heroes. Radical Shift is my podcast, which I launched probably just over a year ago. And that was an offspring from creating Gratitude Journal as well, because when I created that app, I had no idea how gratitude rewired your mind. I knew nothing about the neuroscience or anything behind that. And just to give you a little bit more of a backstory about gratitude, I created that app because I was, my dad had suddenly passed away and it, I wasn't in a good place mentally or physically or anything like that when he died. And then I just went off the deep end. And I mean, I ended up in the, the ER and that's when I turned to Dr. Google how can I fix this? And came across gratitude journal and was keeping a gratitude journal for about two months, just a notebook and was out for a walk when I realized, okay, I've got a job offer from NASA. I'm sleeping really good. I'm losing weight. I feel good. Like all these things that my life had changed. And when I connected the dots that it was a gratitude journal, I thought, oh, I'm going to make an app because everybody needs to be doing this. It's so super simple. Then I launched the app, then I got into neuroscience, hired like some of the OGs of the uh, uh, self-development world, like people who coach Tony Robbins and you know, like some really, and they're not even on the planet anymore. And they taught me a lot about how the brain works. And, you know, we looked into ancient texts and traditions and um, Eastern methodologies versus Western and all these things. And that's really what radical shift is, is just everything I've discovered, plus all the awesome people I meet in, in this journey, who I believe would help out this audience. And um, really just because we've been conditioned to think a certain way because of our education or society, um, you know, the beauty of the internet is that's all starting to get debunked a little bit, right? And we're starting to wake up a little bit and we're starting to discover how uh, we're more creators than consumers and what our true, how to, how to make money doing what we love and all these other things. So that's really cool. I love that. I, I have um, four daughters and I always ask them, you know, when they're having their hardest time, like, tell me something you're grateful for. I've had times in my life where the only thing I could be grateful for was that the sky's blue and the grass is green. And I like those colors. And you know what I mean? Sometimes you have to start with that basic. So if you start super, you know, simple with the things that you're grateful for, you start seeing those bigger 
things that you can be grateful for as you go on. So I love your podcast, Radical Shifts. I did not know about your app though, for some reason. And so I'm going to have to look on that because I know for kids, especially be know, knowing what they're grateful for, you know, when you're in the fishbowl of high school, if you can remember what you're grateful for, because when you're in fishbowl, there's not a lot to, you know, positive to look at. Um, but, but they use their phones. So that's really smart. Well, what is next for you? I mean, you've got your, you know, your gratitude journal, you've got your podcast, you've got your apps that you're building and you've got amazing family and cute dogs and you know, what's next. Yeah. For you? yeah so what I really want to do, um, is take, it's always what I've always wanted to do. I've been blessed with being able to take complicated processes and simplify them down so I can figure them out, right? That's probably my biggest superpower. So I wanna keep using that to disrupt industries that need disruption. And I think the biggest one is the, the education, the learning. Um, there's a lot of experts out there that aren't in a classroom who uh, need their message to be heard. And there's a lot of people in classrooms that shouldn't be, they don't like, I myself, I got an MBA and all it taught me was how to get debt and not wealth. And uh, I ended up living out of my car for a long time. I was like eating off of other people's plates with an MBA, right? You know, like you only learn how to sell a resume in school. So I want to disrupt that because, you know, just with my own kids, they, despise going into that school. I mean, fun fact, you know why we say the Pledge of Allegiance every morning? That got started by a flag company wanting to sell more flags. So we're starting to wake up to this stuff and learning doesn't have to be stationary in a desk or anything like that. It can be, and also it doesn't end when you get out of school. It's an ongoing thing. It's We're naturally curious. So I want to be able to use my skills to disrupt that market and get people who are super smart, not physically in front of them, but all I need is their knowledge to be presented to certain individuals who aren't normally exposed to the knowledge that could transform them and to get them bank accounts or cryptocurrency accounts because they can't because it has to be a husband or a, a father that has the control over everything in their life right so I want to take the and I won't do this single-handedly I'll use whatever platforms I can and people I can and help other people out but um, like for example one woman I'm going to help out she's making an app that will allow you to transfer money to um, family not to the family's themselves, but to the causes that they need in Africa. So she has family in Nigeria. She was wiring a money, money. They were using the money to go back and do some gambling or whatever, not for the school fees. So she's going to come up with an app where, okay, I'm wiring money just for this and just for that. And, and, and so I won't do it single-handedly, but I have this knowledge where I can help people like that. Ooh, long answer. <laughs> no, it's a good answer. I love it. I think um, we're going to have to chat after about what you're doing. I'll have to, we'll have to schedule a time next week. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I love what you're doing because especially, you know, my purpose in life is to help single moms and military wives. And it sounds like 
what you're doing, what I'm doing are going to be fairly aligned with each other. So we're going to have to have another little chat. So um, I love it. And I think, I think you're brilliant. I love what you're doing. I love what you have done and what you are doing. And so I'm super grateful for you being on the podcast today. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you for being on the show. Life is too short to not be fun. We all are, you know, so many people try to be like put on this facade of perfectionism and they think that to be perfect is like, oh, I have to be serious all the time. But I think part of perfection is enjoying who you are and yourself and being able to laugh at the messes. You know, we all have messy backends. Let's all just laugh about it and figure it out. And that's one thing that you just said. You were like, Sheila asked, what are you going to be doing? What are you going to work for? Or, you know, what are your plans? And you immediately turned it around and said, I want to help people. I want to help these people who have this knowledge and I want to do this. And so I, I want to thank you for that. Uh, it's not about you. It's about the, you know, helping others. And we need more people like you in this world, Carla. So thank you so much. Thank you for being here today. You rock. Uh, let's go make 2021 the best year ever. So thank you. You guys yeah, thank you. are so much fun. And uh, it was such an honor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Okay, thanks, wait. Carla. This is really really just the highlight of my day so thank oh, you good. us too well, thank, thank you, you for thanks being carla yeah, yeah we'll talk soon just making back. sure all my dings and dongs are shut off yes Turn the dogs okay. and kids on do not <laughs> well i can't guarantee my dog he just doesn't listen <laughs> what kind of dog do you have have you ever heard of the havanese isn't that like some of that sauce that you put on like no i'm just kidding <laughs> bread for their playfulness oh these are cute i just oh no yeah uh oh we need oh, no. another dog i i love dogs and i might need one of these we just got a, a new puppy and she is a maltese shih tzu mix and she's just this tiny little thing and during covid this year she gained a couple pounds now she looks like this little round potato and so I started calling her Potato, and now she responds to Potato, oh, no. and it's the cutest thing ever. Like I come around, I'm like looking around the kitchen, I'm like Potato, and she comes waddling out because she waddles now because she's just this little Potato. And so she'll come waddling out, and I'll be like Potato, and she just like it's my five-year-old. He said his best friend at school. I thought he said his name was Potato, so I kept calling him Potato. And now every time I call him Potato, I'm gonna think of your dog. His name is actually Mateo. But. Mateo, but translated to the five-year-old, it was potato. Well, to answer your question about why people listen to this podcast, I've been trying to figure that out for a couple of years now. I don't know. She I might think have some good answers. Four injections. <laughs> that might be it. That is part of the messy backend brand. It's just my witty quips of having no knowledge about what we're talking about ever so hardly, hardly. Nate yeah. is extremely intelligent don't let him fool you oh yeah um so anybody with that level of wit has to be intelligent right oh stop it stop it some more <laughs> so um and you're super smart like I'm I feel kind of not so smart 
hanging around you. You're like, I work for NASA. <laughs> <laughs> I built some apps. <laughs> so, this is really cool. These are things I didn't know about you. I didn't read, you know, I guess I didn't read far enough. <laughs> you didn't. Yeah, I read far and... enough. I knew how awesome Carla was coming in. So that's why oh. I sass from the beginning. I was like, oh, she can handle Don't this. Stop. She can handle some sass. Well, we need to remember, Nate, is that I get like all these applications yeah. and I read all of them. I give you the good ones. So I have yeah, to this read is, this all is of true. Sheila's like, I picked her and I picked him and I picked, yeah. I was like, cool. That sounds great. Thank you. And Thank I read you. 35 in between. You know what that's like, Carly? You're trying to find a guest and you want to make sure they're the right one and you have to read all this stuff. Um, anyway, that's going to get picked yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that'll go yeah. on the blooper reel. That'll go on the blooper reel. <laughs> oh my goodness super cool it has happened so many it has happened to so many why can i not english today that's all we have for today's episode of the messy back end i'm ella glasgow the general contractor of virtual events founder of beyond virtual events where we create done for you stress-free virtual events and i don't know about you but i'm feeling like my back end is getting clearer with every episode I can tell you from my experience that keeping a solid eye on our mission to pull up on the greatness in people has been a key to the success of our business. Join us again next week as experts share more customized business advice and tips about all the messy stuff that goes on in the back end of entrepreneurship. Remember, you're not alone. Every business has a messy back end that needs a little attention.